0: Section 39 of Criminal Investigation, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. Criminal Investigation A Practical Handbook for Magistrates, Police Officers, and Lawyers. Volume 1 by Hans Gross. Translated by John Adam and John Coyer Adam the expert and how to make use of him continued now we come to the photography of objects observed under the microscope this is not the business of the investigating officer but in some cases he ought to be absolutely insistent on it being done we suggest that the microscopist should sign no report without adding thereto a photograph of what he has observed under the instrument dr paul jesserick was probably the first to draw attention to the necessity of such photographs the idea came to him when during the argument of a case he heard the objection raised that what the experts had seen under the microscope and had taken for blood was perhaps only mushroom mould or grains of starch this objection could not then be refuted since the objects microscopically examined had long before decomposed and been destroyed being thus incapable of further use in the case this drawback is easily gotten over by asking the microscopist to prepare and exhibit photographs of his experiments any mistake on the part of the expert may thus be excluded for in his zeal he may perhaps see many things which are non-existent he presents his photograph, saying as much for his own peace of mind as for that of others look at the photograph and form your opinion the theory that the expert's duty is merely to aid the court in forming an opinion is well laid down in both england and india with fingerprints, for instance it is for the expert to point out resemblances to the judge and jury and leave them to draw their own conclusions as to the identity of the impression that identity of impression means identity of person is of course purely a question for the expert see section eleven proof of this kind may be given at any moment even after many years provided that the record of the case is still in existence and is particularly easy to lay before a judge and jury the parisians in eighteen seventy one when sending letters and dispatches by pigeon-post gummed them side by side on a wall like tapestry and then made a photographic reduction of the whole surface measuring several square metres upon a sheet of paper several centimeters square this reduction was then rolled up inside a quill and attached to the pigeon's tail on arriving at its destination the little photograph with its hundreds of letters was enlarged by the microscopic lantern and projected on a screen or white wall and anyone who expected a letter had but to go and read it let us apply this process to judicial photography the microscopic photograph of the object in question as well as the objects which it is to be compared with or differentiated from may be enlarged in open court thrown up on a wall and explained to the judge and jury by the expert by this means the possibility of error will as far as possible be averted this procedure will be adopted not only in determining the presence of blood sperm poison or one or other of those numerous substances which the microscope is capable of recognizing and which can be seen directly but also in connection with other microscopic phenomena here is the most interesting case in a house destroyed by fire the half carbonized corpse of the landlord was discovered and there was room to believe that a murder had taken place we know that fresh blood has certain microscopic properties which alter greatly under the action of certain chemical agents but if blood be submitted to the action of carbon monoxide which is most poisonous it does not alter under the influence of chemicals the question was whether the person had been suffocated in the fire or killed before it began in the first hypothesis the blood would present the characteristics of blood that has absorbed carbon monoxide and one breath of this gas undiluted is quite sufficient to affect the whole blood of the body in a most marked manner dr paul Jesseric experimented with a few drops of the blood which still remained in the heart of the corpse and was able to establish that the death was due to suffocation at the same time he took a photograph of the spectrum and exhibited it at the trial when the corpus delicti had already been long in the state of putrefaction the same expert has also exhibited in court photographs of his experiments with hair for example in the crime passionnel of bockham the jury was then in a position to consider the case just as if they had seen the material objects mentioned by the expert the use of the magic lantern slides or even radiographs skyographs, may yet play a great role in the law courts anyone who has had to show and explain a very small object in court is aware of the inadequacy of present methods the explanation has to be given over and over again to the several witnesses the public prosecutor the complainant or plaintiff the defendant and his counsel and the judge and jury all who have business in courts know how tedious and defective is this method But with a whitewashed wall or a sheet or a piece of white paper stretched on a frame or on the wall the objects may be shown enlarged by means of the lantern not only can transparencies be shown but also wood engravings photographs prints handwriting etc in short everything on paper which transmits the light and whose size permits of its entering the apparatus the necessary darkening of the court would be a difficulty with a little ingenuity would soon overcome theoretically this idea has been widely approved and has already been turned into practical account photography is also of great importance from the point of view of the examination of manuscripts we have already mentioned that in comparing handwriting recourse should be had to photography so as for example to be able to make drawings upon the photographs which would be impossible on the original but photography can also furnish direct proofs for it brings to light things that could not be seen by the naked eye in this connection Jesseric of paris gobert of berlin and Eder of vienna were the initiators since their first experiments it is known that photography is the easiest method of discovering erasures obliterations and rubbings out which cannot be seen with the naked eye by choosing a suitable position that contrasts may be increased so that parts of the writing which remain appear to us a darker tint it is also easy to determine the employment of various chemical products indeed those parts of the paper where they have been applied have a different colour when photographed very often writing effaced by acid becomes quite readable in the photograph photography is also able to detect the presence of various kinds of ink which may be employed in this way we are frequently able to prove a forgery the forger often finds, with great trouble, an ink with the same color as the original, but to the eye alone does it appear identical. If a suitable light be chosen for photographing the writing, for example gas, and the plate be properly developed, the two apparently similar writings will come out, the one light gray and the other dark brown. In comparison of handwriting photography is also of some value in other ways above all it is possible to reduce the two writings the forged and the genuine to the same scale thus enormously facilitating comparison again it is possible to rid of that troublesome difference in paper since the photos are on the same paper if need be comparison may be facilitated by photographing as advised by jezerick one of the two writings on a transparent film which is then placed upon the other writing points of resemblance may thus be very accurately compared finally work is enormously facilitated by making photographic enlargements of the two writings these should be as large as possible after a long examination of writing especially very small writing the sight becomes confused so that it is difficult to see things clearly and it is often necessary to interrupt the work but with enormous letters to work with observation is very easy moreover all the details differences resemblances hesitations places where a dip of the pen has been taken stoppages and all other points connected with the writing are better judged and in a short time a sure and definite decision may be pronounced comparison by means of enlargement with the projection apparatus has succeeded admirably it is even sometimes possible to read with the aid of photography writing which so to speak does not exist when for example one writes with a very hard pencil upon a writing block or upon a blotter the writing leaves an impression on the next sheet of the block or upon the blotter. nothing is visible to the naked eye but if the sheet or blotter be greatly enlarged by photography the writing thereon may often be very distinctly read not only can written characters be observed by means of photography but as a rule any object which has been in contact with a writing thus dr bean of the sheriff's court of berlin was consulted as to whether there had formerly been a stamp upon the bill of exchange he photographed the bill of exchange and at the same time a blank bill to which a stamp had been affixed for a very short time the difference was astonishing and the answer to the question asked could be given in the negative with the most absolute certainty photography archive eighteen ninety one number six hundred eighty one it seems to us indeed that this example proof of contact of two bodies can give a clear idea of the incalculable series of cases belonging to all possible branches in which photography is capable of rendering the greatest services But such cases must be looked for and when found made a note of another case has to do with forgery of a name of a deceased person to a receipt no question of fraud had been raised when traces of obliterated writing were accidentally observed while looking at the paper by reflecting oblique rays of the sun on those portions of the paper not actually covered by the later writing these traces were copied as accurately as possible and the copy superimposed on the new writing so that the blanks in the copy were filling up thus the original script was accurately determined by photography the fraud was rendered unmistakable advantage may possibly be drawn from what is called composite photography the idea arose some years ago and the following experiment was performed about twenty persons were chosen and made to sit one after another so that the head of each was in exactly the same position their photographs were taken one after the other a three second exposure being used a very slow plate was employed for example it required an exposure of sixty seconds so that by the time it was completely exposed the twenty persons were photographed and the result was a composite picture of them all the possible application of this in criminal investigation is as follows In an important case, it is desired to know what an accused looked like five years ago. If a photograph of him taken ten years ago can be found, the man is photographed the same size, attitude, and with the same style of hair and beard, etc., as in that photograph. The composite picture is then made of the two photographs, and the result may possibly give us some idea of what the man looked like five years before this suggestion is made for what it is worth composite photography has indeed been reduced of late to a fine art and most beautiful pictures have been produced by combining the heads of well-known beauties belonging respectively to various countries thus obtaining examples of the type of beauty characteristics of each country see strand magazine march nineteen o six in a general way the fact must not be lost sight of that photographs often bear a different aspect to the real object from the point of view of dimension reciprocal situation and especially general impression heinrich strantz has pointed out the reason but very few cameras in the present can remedy the defect it is some explanation that a good photograph reproduces objects much more distinctly than we can see them when at some distance from a tiled roof we cannot distinguish one tile from another a painter recognizes this by representing the roof with a uniform color corresponding to the impression the japanese seem to see more distinctly than we do for they represent such objects with minute accuracy and their drawings thus appear to us very crude it is the same with photography it reproduces the tiled roof much more accurately than we see it we only perceive a brown colour it is thus that photography appears to us to some extent untrue and wanting in naturalness added to this a certain depth and other effects of light and distance exist and in short the image appears unfaithful as we have already remarked such defects and their explanation must be pointed out to the court moreover it must not be forgotten that the photographer usually at hand has rarely the correct idea of what to do he knows how to embellish a portrait but he does not know how to take an accurate one the direction therefore from which the photograph should be taken must never be overlooked and it would be well to remember the following points one the sun should be upon the side of or behind the camera this adds to the clearness of the photograph if the sun is behind the object the photograph will be flat as if taken during cloudy weather this latter principle must then be applied if perchance it is really desired to give an impression that the photograph has been made in dull weather two when photographing persons in the open air it must be remembered that when the light comes from the front of the camera it flattens the face when it comes from above it renders the countenance dark and forbidding and that the direct rays of the sun cover the face with marks and give it a hard expression three when it is necessary to photograph house interiors a photograph by artificial light should be obtained in which case the windows do not interfere if this is quite impossible the dark part of the room must at least be lighted by light reflected by mirrors to which some movement is given four sometimes when for example it is necessary to photograph rapidly in the middle of the night if it is absolutely impossible to procure magnesium it is possible to make use of lightning powders which may be prepared at the nearest pharmacy for example six parts of saltpeter two parts of sulphur and one part of sulphurated are reduced to powder and lightly filled into tubes of paper or saltpeter may be melted in a vessel over a lamp and flowers of sulphur added thereto in small quantities each time the sulphur is thrown upon the melted saltpeter a bright light results but these powders can only be employed when the resulting gas which has a disagreeable smell has sufficient means of escape if one has long enough time to have an exposure of say several hours a few lamps may be sufficient for lighting purposes five upon every photograph the scale of reduction must be indicated the best method is to photograph at the same time the measure of comparison in photographing a vertical surface which will in consequence not be deformed since its various parts will not be at different distances from the camera for example, the facade of a house, it would be well to photograph a man at the same time. Proportions will thus be accurately indicated. 6. With each photograph, the date, hour, temperature, light, points of the compass, time of exposure, kind of camera, and the lenses employed must be indicated. 7 shining and light objects present great difficulties to photography we must be specially careful not to dust them for if that is done they come out still worse when possible shining objects should be neutralized for example iron and glass objects with pombego are a mixture of magnesium carbonate and milk or russian talcum mixed with essence of turpentine these washes harm neither the photograph nor the article photographed and are easily got rid of eight in photographing machinery for example after accidents care must be taken not to do so when other work is in progress near by the vibration of other machinery in motion would greatly spoil the photograph nine photographs of very fine objects in relief for example, inscriptions deteriorations on objects papillary lines etc should be taken in very strong lateral light for shadows augment the relief if the latter come out too strong the fact must be mentioned in the report we have said above that photographs may appear to us to a certain extent to be untruthful but it must be noted that from a theoretical standpoint it is by no means so certain that the camera is a bad reproducer of objects we ourselves perhaps do not see things exactly from the point of view of perspective when for example one shows his hands to a person sitting in front of him so that one of them is about a yard nearer him than the other they will appear to be of equal size but if a camera be put in place of the person and the hands photographed the hand nearest the camera will appear much larger than the other according to the laws of perspective this latter phenomenon conforms to the reality for the hand nearest one ought to appear larger to the eye only we do not notice the difference because conclusions drawn from experience influence our observation we know the two hands are really of equal size and this knowledge has so powerful an action that we see them of equal size although being in perspective they ought to appear unequal on looking at photographs of the hands however the principle of experience no longer acts with the same force on the contrary we remember that what we are looking at is a picture and attribute the fault to it and say that it is an inaccurate reproduction for we see upon the picture an exact reproduction from the point of view of perspective and we notice an enormous difference in size but it does not seem to agree with the reality let it not be said that wide-angle objectives as they are called which for example photograph two corners of a room at the same time prove the entire contrary this objective if it does not distort no doubt reproduces objects as they are in reality only we cannot seize them without turning our eyes at one glance we observe but very little of a thing at a distance of five or six yards we only perceive distinctly an object of about the size of a chair without moving the eyes what lies to the right and the left of the chair we are looking at is seen by us only approximately We only see it accurately if we remove our eyes from the chair. If, therefore, a wide-angle objective is employed to the photograph, two walls of the room at the same time, at a distance of five or six yards, the resulting picture appears quite strange to us, because in nature we cannot see so much at a single glance. We say the picture is inaccurate, Although each particular object therein is reproduced exactly and distinctly, the lens shows more objects than can be seen contemporaneously by the naked eye, but these objects are not reproduced inaccurately. End of section thirty nine.